The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elliot Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? I'm Gammy. And I'm her husband, Rodney. And, and this, this is, is Positively Gam. What's going on, babe? How are you today? I'm good. I'm good. Just flew in today a couple hours ago. How was your flight? It was good. It was good. I saw on the news today, TSA is offering defense classes to flight the, attendants. Uh, flight attendants. Because there's been so many attacks on flight attendants. And I just think it's really sad that it's come to that. That now they have to take defense courses. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Because this latest attack was ridiculous. It I actually really think ridiculous. they should have um, sky marshals and on all the on planes. all the planes. Yeah, like yeah that would be just a whole. It's that other. bad now. Yeah, I, I actually think that they should stop serving alcohol. Oh yeah, for sure. Yeah, that doesn't mean <clears throat> people won't be drunk when they get on the plane, though. Anyway, that's not even what we're talking about today, guys. We are talking about gender roles in a marriage. Great topic. Hmm. Because in today's culture, gender roles are shifting in a marriage. No more husbands have the final word or the wives staying at home with the kids. Now we have stay-at-home dads and wives being the breadwinners. So what's your take on that, babe? Would you ever stay at home with the kids? Probably not. I mean, unless that was a conversation that we had and it was a role that I had to take on for a particular amount of time. But I, I, I don't think I could do that full time. Yeah. Um, but growing up, we were typically in, well, quote unquote, a traditional household back then. In your family? Well, in most families, in my neighborhood anyway. 
was the father went to work. A lot of times the mother stayed home. My mother stayed home during my earlier childhood. And then later on in life, she went out and had a career too. Her and my father worked. Yeah, because um, my mother never stayed home. Okay. My mother never stayed home. She was always working. And so that's how we were kind of raised. I never even considered being a stay-at-home mom. I mean, I didn't even like kids that much. So I definitely wasn't going to stay at home. Wow. I mean, I, I don't. I'm not a kid's. I'm not a kid's person. I don't think the women in my family typically are. Jada is not. I am not. Karen was not. Sondra probably was more of a kid's person than any of us, but she too worked. So yeah, we, I didn't grow up in that environment. I grew up with both parents participating uh, financially to support the family. And so that was the standard for us. Right. Yeah, I had both of those ex experiences. So early on, it was just my dad and my mother stayed home. And then later on in life, it was both until my dad got sick and he couldn't work anymore. So then it was just my mother became kind of almost like the sole breadwinner. So, yeah. Yeah, but even that was because your dad was ill. Correct. Yeah, so... Yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I give kudos to, to, to dads that can do that, that feel comfortable and confident enough about who they are as men to stay home. Because I still think that there's like, what is it that I want to say? A stigma? Yeah, a stigma attached to men that don't work. It's kind of like, huh? I think that there's an expectation still generally speaking, in society, that men are the breadwinners. I don't think that's the case as much as it used to be. Yeah. Okay. I think that women have made a lot of inroads into all types of businesses and job situations and equally as powerful as men in, in any arena. So They are and they should be, but women still don't get equal pay. So well, the <clears> expectation <throat> is still that the husband or the man of the household is going to make more money than the woman. Right, wrong, or indifferent, because it's definitely wrong, but... Well, they might make more money, but they are out there working, is what I'm saying. Typically, you're talking about the stay-at-home mom, and the dad goes out and he's the breadwinner, but I think women, and in a lot of cases, are making more money than the men. And I think that can be an area of contention for some men. Yeah. But be that as it may, like, it's not a woman's place to try to figure that out for him. That's a conversation and then he needs to figure out how he's going to navigate that. Because <clears throat> she's, a woman shouldn't be hindered by his insecurity. insecurity. Right. Yeah. I agree with that 100%. We both had our own cars and then we had to kind of merge everything. Right. And you actually had the larger home. Your home was way bigger than mine. But right. I just thought that mine was nicer. Like it was I had the pond and the pool. and it, it was almost like, I don't know how many people watch Martin, but the episode <laughs> when Gina and Martin moved together. And they brought all of their stuff, and he had, they had two toasters, two, two 
stereo systems, two of everything, two yeah. irons, and they were trying to trying to battle about whose was better. Right. And that was kind of how it went for us. Like, well, you got a bigger house, but I have a pool, and we got. It's kind of how it went for us. And we actually even had two of the same cars. So, and you kind of won out with the house and the car. I did. I did. <laughs> but your car was newer. You had the newer. Benz, yeah, and mine was older, but mine was prettier. That's true. Mine was hotter than yours. Yours and was just. I think at the time I was just into giving you almost whatever you wanted. Yeah, I was definitely kind of like it wasn't that big a deal to me. Like it wasn't that important. I just wanted to be with you, and anywhere any move that we made was not a bad one. It wasn't like right. Yeah, so right. It it wasn't that big a deal. It wasn't that big a deal, but it was a sacrifice for you. I do remember you feeling some kind of way, particularly when you decided to sell your home. That was huge. And that was a huge deal for me, too, because it was an indication of the level of commitment that you were willing to give to the relationship because you did that before we were actually married. This was all, I mean, we knew we were headed in that direction, but... You know, at any time, something could have gone wrong and it not happened. So I just thought that was a huge commitment that I thoroughly appreciated. And I don't think it was as easy as you're trying to make it sound right now. I remember your having, feeling some kind of way oh, about it. That's true. I mean, I mean, at the end of the day, it's brick and mortar, but I did like that house. And it wasn't just liking the house, babe. It was, to me, and correct me if I'm wrong, a symbol of your independence and by giving that up and having to move into my space. Right. That was something that I probably would have never done. Well, let me not say never because, you know, the trash bag incident. We right. About that. <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, get mad day when you got to pack your shit up and get the fuck out. The trash bag incident <laughs> taught me to never do that. So the fact that I was going against one of my core beliefs was big. Yeah, because you had yeah. been through that before. Yeah. And years, many years prior, but still having lived through that would make you hesitant about being putting yourself in that position once again. I know I told you years ago, but I do appreciate you doing that. Well, thank you. Because I think it's difficult because we have friends that are getting ready to get married and they're in the same position. It's easier for them to be in the woman's home than it is to be in his home. And so he's going to end up giving up his space temporarily until they can then merge. And I think the plan is that they'll buy a home together, another home together. But in the meanwhile, they're going to be living in her space. Right. And I just think it's a challenge for men. It's kind of an ego and a pride thing, right? Yeah, um, I think that's, yeah, you definitely got part of that. But the biggest thing for me was it never really felt like my home. It took a while for that part to kick in. Like it always just felt like it was your home and I lived there. Yeah. So it took a minute for me to get beyond that. Yeah. Yeah. Trash bag diaries. Because my, my father told me you got to have your name on the rent book. That's what they used to call it back then. Mm-hmm. The rent book. But it was like if your name ain't on the rent book, you can get put out at any time. So that psychologically was always in the back of my mind. Not that I ever thought it would happen, but, you know, I didn't have a sense of ownership to it because I hadn't, I had no skin in the game. Yeah. 
I did do some things to, to the house to try to make yeah, you feel, I mean, I got, feel welcome. I got a lot of skin stuff. in the game now, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I mean, even early on, I when I decided to renovate the master, I put that big-ass tub in there for your ass because I don't even and use the tub I. that much. Right. <laughs> yeah. When we were dating, when we were dating, I used to tell her, I take baths all, all the time. time. <laughs> and then every night I take baths. I lied. <laughs> I was lying, yo. <laughs> <laughs> he never takes a bath. He's always in the shower like everybody else. <laughs> oh man, what a waste of money. Anyway. <laughs> I want to talk about how we handle big decisions. And one of the things that comes to mind was the time. <laughs> I can't even get this out without laughing. At the time you came to me and said you wanted to purchase a skating rink <laughs> because you like to skate. <clears throat> I can't help but laugh either. And you presented it as a business venture. I, it, it was a it was a business venture because I was out here and we're out here in Los Angeles. We were looking for something to to invest in, a business to invest in. And they were closing the skating rinks in the area. They closed all the skating rinks in the area where we live. Now we have to drive almost 50 minutes, which, by the way, is not unusual in Los Angeles. You have to drive an hour to get any place. But anyway, to get to the skating rink. And so I well, wanted to... But you do know that convenience for you to get to a rink is not a business venture. No, no, no. <laughs> No, but because the rinks in the area were closing, I felt like there's there is a skating rink community in Los Angeles. So I, 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 let's, I didn't think let's it, just play the tape back. Here's a skating rink that's going out of business that has been owned by skating rink owners for many years. Well, and you're gonna come in. With no skating rink business background and make it work when they couldn't. Well, no, it wasn't that they couldn't. I just think that they had been in the business for so long, they were retiring. That's uh, what I think it was. As it turns out, I think that they also, it was just one of those offers that they couldn't refuse because the city actually bought the building. All right. But at the time, I didn't know that. And I just thought that they were retiring because they were old. And we could have had the same team that they used to manage the skating rink. I, I thought it was a great idea. But typically, how do we handle big decisions? We, we talk about it. Yeah, we, we pretty much yeah, talk about it. Yeah, we definitely talk about it. What was the compromise? The compromise? You didn't get the rink, but you did. we did take the cars out of the garage and you were able to skate in there. <laughs> <laughs> And that didn't go so well either, but... And this was all during the pandemic, guys. So this was before we started going back out and skating again. So, yeah. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? 
That's true. And I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for deliverance. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, how'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am like I am where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of times you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and I'm back for another season of my podcast, Climbing in Heels. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as fully obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. My podcast, Climbing in Heels, is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season, we're taking things up a notch. I'll be talking to some incredible women across so many industries, from models and beauty industry stars to doctors, entrepreneurs, and TV personalities. Climbing in Heels is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Every week, listeners will be able to ask me any questions. I'm answering it all. My life is absolutely crazy with so much going on, and I'm so beyond excited to bring you along for the ride. Whether we're talking red carpet looks, current trends, or products I'm obsessed with, I'm here to be your fashion fairy godmother. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Moving on, how would you say that we support one another's dreams? Mm. I I would say uh, when I think about that, I think about it as far as, excuse me, as our careers are concerned. Right. 
because I think that our careers have kind of kept you on the East Coast and me on the West Coast. And we support one another. Like you, you starting your own company was something that you had always wanted to do. And it came about at a time when it was actually kind of challenging for us because we were just about to get married and like we didn't know what how that was going to change our lives. Right. And we almost thought about canceling the wedding because we didn't know about how it was all of this huge change was going to affect us financially. And just so everybody knows, we did not have this huge, fabulous, expensive wedding. We did just the opposite. We had a very modest wedding ceremony and it was really about celebrating very minimally with our friends and family. And it was really more about the marriage than it was about the wedding, even though y'all know I love a good wedding, right? I I, I love a wedding. I, I still love a wedding. My girlfriend's getting ready to get married and I'm so excited. <laughs> Moving on. But I think... Other yeah. than your roller skating venture, I think we... We, t- we typically support each other in whatever we want to do. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's been challenging because yeah. it has kept us living on a separate coast a lot of the time. So um, just trying to be there for one another. Yeah. You know, and giving people, giving you and you giving me the space that we need to like grow and without feeling any real limits but just being respectful and conscious and considerate of what your decisions mean for the other person. Yeah, and that actually brings to mind when you first got Red Table and you not being in that arena before. You were very nervous and not very confident about your ability to do it because Jada and Willow have both been in the field for a very long time and you didn't want to come off looking foolish. Yeah. And I still feel like that a lot of times. Um, But I was telling you then, I mean, this is in line with what we're talking about. I kept, I was always telling you every day that you can do this. The show is great. You're going to, you're going to kill it. And you've proved me right. Oh, babe, thank you. But you have been my biggest supporter there and the person that really encourages me and, and pushes me to not limit myself when it comes to stuff like that because I am, I'm someone who has historically and still to this day suffer from low self-esteem and just just not a lot of confidence. And you are the one that is behind me 100% pushing me to do whatever yeah, and to not limit myself. So for that, I appreciate you. Well, thank, thank you. you. I appreciate you too. And I hope you feel like I do the same for you when it comes to your business. Although you don't seem to feel like you can't do something. You're always trying to do more. So you need that's, to tell people what your, what yeah, your that's business typically is. how I've been the most of my life. So what I do is provide services for people with intellectual impairment or developmental disabilities. And we do that with multiple programs. So it's kind of wraparound support, residential, supported employment family therapy, medical, just a holistic approach to um, treating people with intellectual impairment. 
you worked with another company like for 20 years yes. or more in this as one of the executives in that company and you started from the ground up. Yeah, I mean, it's funny because I was in another business. I had another business at the time and it wasn't doing well. So I took a job with a friend of mine and I said, I'll do this for six months and helping him out. And then I'll go back to my business. And it's 25 years later and I'm still doing it. Yeah. I'm just doing now you're doing it for yourself because correct. before you were working with another company and now... I was corporate VP for another, for a very large company in Maryland for 20 years I did that. Yeah. Um, and they got bought out and they came in and they got rid of all of the, all of the executives in the company. Mm -hmm. and, and it was just at the time when you and I were talking about getting married. And that was, that's, this is when... You know, what Gam referred to, we were fearful of whether we were going to be able to even have a, or not have a wedding because we had money, but right. whether we were going to even go through with it at the time. And uh, I always believed in myself, so it wasn't that big a deal to step out. But at the same time, it was a big deal. It was a big deal. Yeah. It was a huge deal for you. Yeah. But it was also like a blessing in disguise because you had been <clears throat> talking and talking about starting your own company. And you just never did it because you didn't I have to. I was comfortable. Yeah. You were comfortable. Yeah, I was comfortable. And you didn't have to. So, and then I, I can remember feeling like for a while there, I, I, would, I got a little nervous. Because you know how when people, it, it seemed like you were taking a break, right? You were taking a break and you were just chilling for a minute. And I was like, okay, so is he going to put this company together or is he just going to chill? Like, what is happening? And I didn't really understand yeah, the, the space that you were in at the time. I didn't understand, like, you didn't jump right into it, right? You know what I mean? You took your time and relaxed for a little bit. Well, I actually did jump right into it. It just didn't appear that way because there's a lot of, like, regulations you have to go through to get licensed through the state of Maryland and all of that. So it just took time. It took about a year for all of that to happen. So in that year, I consulted with some other companies and I guess on yeah. your end, it appeared like this joker ain't doing nothing. <laughs> but yeah, I was actually working on it the whole time, just behind the scenes. Yeah. 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 So when the license showed up, we were ready to go. Yeah. And we hit the ground running and we... You know, You've been rolling ever been since. Been rolling. Yeah. Ever yeah. since. I mean, I'm basically doing the same thing I did for this other company. I'm right. just doing it for myself. Yeah. And you just have to step out on faith and, and believe that what you do is what you do. And it's going to be good enough for you as well as it was for someone else. Okay, so with all of that being said, I would say that we pretty much have a traditional marriage. Our roles are traditional. Our belief systems are traditional as far as our expectations for each other and for this marriage. We're a pretty traditional couple. I'm Elliot Connie, and this is Family Therapy. My best hopes, I guess, identify the life that I want and, and work towards it. I never seen a man take care of my mother the way she needed to be taken care of. I get the impression that you don't feel like you've done everything right as a father. Is that true? That's true, and I'm not offended by that. Thank you for, for going through those things, and thank you for overcoming them. Wow. Thank God for the limits. Every time I have like one of our sessions, our sessions be positive. It just keeps me going. I feel like my focus is redirected in a, in a different aspect of my life now. So, 
How'd we do today? We did good. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy. Listen now on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to talk about and go through all the things that are sometimes difficult to process alone. We're going to go over how to regulate your emotions, diving deep into holistic personal development, and just building your mindset to have a happier, healthier life. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune in to what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? And basically have conversations that can help us get through this crazy thing we call life. I already believe in myself. I already see myself. And so when people give me an opportunity, I'm just like, oh great, you see me too. We'll laugh together, we'll cry together and find a way through all of our emotions. Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm preaching to somebody today who is waiting for God to give you your next step. And you don't know what it is yet. You need God to show you your next step. Because God, I can't stay where I am, like I am, where it is. This isn't going to work. I I have to move on, but I don't know where. A lot of time you'll use it as an excuse. Well, I don't know how. I don't know where. I don't know what. God, if you show me. God, if you tell me. God, no, 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 no. You know enough right now. And if you needed to know more, he would show you. Hey, this is Stephen Furtick. I want to invite you to listen to my podcast, Elevation with Stephen Furtick. I am here to help you for the battles that you face in life, for the times when you feel discouraged, for the times that you need guidance from God. I want to give you the truth of what he says about you to help you rise to your full potential. Listen to Elevation with Stephen Furtick every Sunday and Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley, and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk as well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. We have a fan question. Where is the one place you have always wanted to travel together? I would say, and it's some place that I've been before, but I would have loved to have gone with you and I'm willing to go back with you. But I would say any place kind of like the Maldives or Bali or Tahiti, 
I would love to, to visit one of those islands with you. That just seems so really romantic and being able to stay out in one of those, like out on the, what do you call those little things that they have out on the water where you actually are sleeping and you're... Like a hammock? It's No, not a hammock. It's it's actually your living quarters are oh. out on the water. What do you call those? Yeah. You know what I'm talking about? Bungalows? Yes. Yeah. yeah. So I would love to experience being in one of those bungalows that's actually out on the water. It's just very romantic. Yeah, I think the question is, where is the one place that we have discussed wanting to travel together? Okay, well, what is your... No, I mean, that the, that both of us has have discussed together. Okay, what is your thought about that? Because I've not... I, <laughs> I, I, I've talked about that with you, Coincident of Maltese, and you don't want to go <laughs> because it's too far. And you don't want to be on a plane that long. That has been our discussion. What would you say is the one place? I can't think of a place that we've talked about going. And thus ends the show, <laughs> that, everybody. That that's we wanted our, to go together. And, and <laughs> that's our show. <laughs> I think we want to do the Greece trip. Oh, right. Yeah. Yes, I would agree. We're still wanting desperately to go to Greece. I think the first place that we really wanted to go together was Egypt. Yeah. And we were able to accomplish that. That was like the best trip I've ever had. Dubai. We've been to Dubai. So yeah, Greece is very high on our list of places to go. Name one of your favorite restaurants in Baltimore to eat. Ida B's. Ida B's. Ida B's. We really enjoyed Ida B's. I was down in the area and I see that Ida B's is open for business. So... We definitely have to go and get dinner there, babe. Like, we love Ida B's. And anybody who hasn't experienced it, let me just tell you, the mac and cheese is off the chain. So check it out. And that's our show for this week of Positively Gam. You can follow me online at Gammy Norris. And you can follow me at I am Rodney Norris. You can submit your questions to PositivelyGam at RedTableTalk.com for a chance to hear me answer them on a future episode. Also, help us out by leaving a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and by hitting the follow button on iHeartRadio. Stay grateful, y'all. Positively Gam is produced by Red Table Talk Podcast and iHeartRadio. Executive producers are Adrian Banfield-Norris, Valen Jethro, and Jada Pinkett-Smith. Our audio engineer is Calvin Bailiff. And our associate producer is Irene Bischoffberger. Our theme song is produced by Dee Beats. The Black Effect presents Family Therapy, and I'm your host, Elia Connie. Jay is the woman in this dynamic who is currently co-parenting two young boys with her former partner, David. David, he is a leader. He just don't want to leave me. But how do you lead a woman? How do you lead in a relationship? Like, what's the blueprint? David, you just asked the most important question. Listen to Family Therapy on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. 
Get emotional with me, Radhi Devlukia, in my new podcast, A Really Good Cry. We're going to be talking with some of my best friends. I didn't know we were going to go there on this. (laughs) People that I admire. When we say listen to your body, really tune into what's going on. Authors of books that have changed my life. Now you're talking about sympathy, which is different than empathy, right? Never forget, it's okay to cry as long as you make it a really good one. Listen to A Really Good Cry with Radhi Devlukia on the iHeartRadio app. Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I used to have so many men. How this beguiling woman in her 50s... She looked like a million bucks. ...scams a bunch of famous athletes out of untold fortunes... Nearly $10 million was all gone. It's just unbelievable. Hide your money in your old rich men, because <laughs> she is on the prowl. Listen to Queen of the Con, Season 5, The Athlete Whisperer, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Oh, hi, I'm Rachel Zoe, and my podcast, Climbing in Heels, is back and better than ever. You might know me from the Rachel Zoe Project, or perhaps from my work as a celebrity stylist. And guess what? I'm still just as obsessed with all things fashion, beauty, and business. Climbing in Heels is all about celebrating the stories of extraordinary women, and this season is here to bring you a weekly dose of glamour, inspiration, and fun. Listen to Climbing in Heels every Friday on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.